0: What's happening everybody? Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorwitz, And ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again. I'm so excited. We're so excited. It's March Madness. Bracketology. It's the season, baby.
1: March Madness is upon us. Let's get things cracking. Miracles are going to happen. Upsets are going to happen. Buzzer beaters. And someone's going to win this dance. Who knows? We'll get into it. Diving right into it. The South Region starting off with Virginia versus UMBC. Virginia, obviously, the huge one seed versus the very underrated UMBC 16 seed. Jake, I don't think there's ever been a one seed beating a 16 seed. Not today. Will it, do you think it'll happen? Not uh,
0: today. Not today. There's never been a 16 seed to upset a one seed, and it's not going to happen in this matchup. I'm certain of that, folks. This Virginia Cavaliers squad, they are so Good. So incredibly good. They really showed what they're they're made of in that tough ACC. They have a tough non-conference schedule. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. They don't turn the ball over. Rebounding is a bit of a struggle for this team. Defense is outstanding, and they will be moving on to the next round. Yeah, Virginia plays
1: very fundamentally sound. They're well-coached. I don't think UMBC has a shot. Moving on, Creighton versus Kansas State an 8 versus 9 seed matchup. This is always a toss-up. Both teams are virtually the same, 22 and 11. Um I i I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't have much to say on either squad, but I think I'm going to lean towards Kansas State. I think they play in a tougher conference and they play a tougher strength of to schedule
0: and I'm going I'm going to lean towards Kansas State. Yeah. I I actually like Creighton coming out uh, victorious in this one. Great coaching. Greg McDermott always has his squad ready. And that senior guard of theirs, Marcus Foster, averaging 20 points per game, they know how to get the job done. They've been in the tournament before. And this Kansas State Wildcats team, they've been battling the injury bug all season long with Dean Wade and Barry Brown, both very pivotal parts of that team. I don't see Kansas State... Winning in this one, I have Creighton moving on. Absolutely. Uh, another
1: another game that a lot of people have a lot of interest on in their they keep their eye on is Kentucky versus Davidson. A lot of upset predictions are going on. Honestly, I don't know why. Uh, Davidson has put together a nice run in the A ten tournament and they won. But they're twenty one and eleven in a very weak conference and Kentucky recent is their momentum. Is building as they just won the SEC tournament championship, and I think they have a lot of talent. They're well coached, even though they're very young. I think talent um, in this situation trumps experience.
0: Yeah, you know, let's just tip our hats to Davidson. What a great run and great just uh, way to really get things going in the in the end of the season. But you're you're exactly right, Kentucky. Calipari, that's obviously an X factor. And this Kentucky team, they're getting hot at the right time. And in March Madness, in a 68-team bracket like this, that's what you need. Kentucky is getting hot, folks. Freshman Alexander is blowing up. And Kevin Knox is so good. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to both lean towards uh, the, Wild- the Kentucky
1: Wildcats in uh, this matchup. Moving on. Arizona versus Buffalo, the money man himself, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, He's a stud. He's arguably the best player in college basketball. He's going to show up in this tournament. I can feel it. But a a guy that nobody's talking about, nobody's talking about, is Alonzo Trier, averaging 18 points a game. Nobody's talking about him. 18 points a game. That is NBA caliber stats right there. and Nobody says a word about him. But, you know, I think that one-two punch coming out of Tucson, Arizona, is easily going to take care of business against Buffalo. Give me the Wildcats.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on this one, Alex. The Arizona Wildcats are a team that you do not want to mess with at this time of year. DeAndre Ayton, averaging a double-double, 20 points per game, 11.5 rebounds per game. This man is the potential number one overall pick in the next NBA draft, folks. He is a stud. He is a tank NBA lottery prospect. You want him on your team. He's a player. That you love to have on your team and you hate to play against, but you know what, guys? This Buffalo team very balanced. Four players averaging between fourteen and sixteen points per game. They handle the ball well on the offensive side of the court. But in a fourth in a four seed versus thirteen situation like this, I'm going with Arizona. That's that's my answer for you. Mm, I think we're uh, agreeing so far, but. I think we're going to disagree on this
1: one. Loyola Chicago versus Miami. I'm going to take Miami. Loyola Chicago has had a very good season, 28-5, and first place in the MVC conference, and they're on a roll. And their numbers are very, very efficient. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They have, what, four guys, three guys, averaging more than 10 points per game. So very balanced attack coming at Miami. But Miami is more talented, straight up. Uh, well, I think they have a really good coach in Jim Laranaga. And I think that Miami is just... They're going to come out... I'm going to say it's like a 70-71 to 71 type of game. It's just going to be coming back and forth. But give me the Canes in uh, this one.
0: I always find these 6-11 versus 11 matchups so intriguing, and especially this one. Miami comes into this... You know, in my opinion, they've kind of just stumbled throughout this season gliding coasting to a 22 and nine record not a bad season at all a couple key wins against North Carolina and Virginia Tech but Loyola Chicago folks this is a team that nobody has heard of coming into this this is their first tournament bid since 1985 and they are efficient at both ends four players like you said averaging more than 10 points per game And while doing so, they're shooting over 50%, 50%, and on the defensive side of the ball, they rank inside the top 5% of D1 in terms of points allowed per possession. Mm. This is a lower seed that you want to look out for. Loyola Chicago, I have them coming out on top in this one, despite your pick, Alex.
1: Mm, mm, Okay, okay. Well, I respect that. Moving on, Tennessee versus Wright State, Tennessee winning the SEC conference itself, but runners-up in the uh, tournament. So Tennessee, Rick Barnes, what a job he has done. He's really turned this program around quick. yes. And uh, two or three years ago, we're not having a conversation about, you know, winning any games, big games, especially in the tournament. But Wright State, the Horizon League champs. I, no, I, I don't see it. Uh, I think Tennessee is very talented, 25-8 and eight, in a tough conference. Um, I think they're very talented. I think they're well coached, and I think they are overall just solid. And I think they'll have no problem taking business, taking care of business against Wright State. Give me the volunteers.
0: That's exactly right, Alex. I have Tennessee um, coming out victorious in this one as well. They really stick to that motto: defense wins championships. And their rotation of seven players, they really know how to balance their attack and to really get things going on both sides of the ball, but especially on the defense, defensive aspect here. And Wright State, you know, they have that six foot nine, two hundred seventy five pound freshman, mm. but just not enough in this situation. Ooh. Tennessee, number three, uh, for this region. A nice season put together by the volunteers, and they'll look to keep it going yeah
1: these uh, next two games of this bracket are uh, Nevada versus Texas and Cincinnati versus Georgia State back to the Nevada versus Texas game this is a uh this is very interesting Texas is a more talented and more inconsistent team versus Nevada more experienced and more consistent team so it's rather you know. Hype over experience. is I don't know. Because Mo Bamba is going to be a lottery pick. He's an absolute stud. Um, I think I'm going to go with Nevada because I think they're more consistent and more fundamentally sound. Jake, what are you thinking? I'm
0: going to go with Texas, the 10 seed. You know, I always love these 7 versus 10 matchups. I find them so interesting. You never know what's going to happen. They always come down to the to the wire. But I have Mo Bamba in Texas winning this game. He like you said top 5 NBA pick most likely he, he's a rim protector that's exactly what he is but when i look at this matchup and dig deep into it Nevada they're a team that is always in foul trouble but at the same time Texas is a team that doesn't shoot free throws well yeah i think that'll be a, a, a kind of an awkward way to
1: watch a basketball game just seeing you know guys miss free throws while following Fouling just rapidly. It's just it's I don't know, that's a weird combo. So I don't even
0: really know what to expect. It it is a weird combo. I'm gonna take Texas, but it is gonna be a very close one. Watch out for this game. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And finally in to cap off the uh, South region, Cincinnati versus Georgia State. That coach is back, Hunter. That interest he's a he's a character, that's for sure. Uh but Georgia State is a fifteenth seed. What are they twenty four and ten? solid season um solid season so far but you look at Cincinnati and you can say the exact same 30 and 4 winning their conference the AAC which is no joke i think Cincinnati can go far i think they're a dangerous squad and i think the bearcats are going to win this no problem
0: yeah cincinnati really look out for them in this whole tournament i'm looking big picture for this wildcats team i'm uh bearcats team excuse me but this cincinnati squad I really like what they have going on. Georgia State, number 2 seeds, they rarely lose to the 15 seeds. I think the last time uh 2 seed loss was Michigan State when they lost to Middle Tennessee in mm, oh. 2016. That was interesting. Yeah, that was. We, we, we like that. We like that. But nonetheless, Cincinnati winning this game. Let's move on to the next region.
1: Let's uh let's take our uh let's take our interest to the West region. Take our talents to the West region. Take our talents to South Beach. Uh no. The one seed, Xavier, I think a tremendously weak one seed in uh, Xavier. I think this, they might be deserving, but I'm just telling you right now, I think they're incredibly weak. Um, not, I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but this has to be the weakest one seed I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you look at the one seeds usually being like, you know, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, not Xavier, so... I'm very happy that we're Michigan fans here. I'm very happy that they're in the one seed. Moving on, I think Xavier will win this game, no problem.
0: Yeah, Xavier, another 1-16 versus 16 matchup we have here. Xavier, I, I, I actually really like Xavier. I, I like what they have going on here. And Trayvon Blueat is such a talented senior. He will lead this team to a nice run. I'm not sure where this season will cap off for Xavier but I do like Trayvon Bluette a lot. A very offensively efficient team, and their free throw percentage is magnificent. Xavier, moving on.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, they have a very quality win over Villanova. I'll give them that. I know I might have hated on him a little bit, but I have no, no problem with uh, Xavier. Moving on to a very, very high potential Missouri squad versus Florida State. Now with Michael Porter Jr. back in the lineup, Missouri could be a different team. They have weeks to practice, and they could be very different. And Michael Porter Jr., as some of you guys might not know, one of the best players coming out of high school, one of the most hyped players coming out of high school in a while. Freak athlete, uh, injured with a back injury for most of the se- pretty much all of the season, coming back to the tournament. I think that Missouri clicks at the right time. I think they get hot, and I think they go to the Sweet 16. I know it's just around round of 64. But I think they get hot, and I think they're, I think they're gonna beat Florida State, and watch out for Missouri.
0: This is interesting. I actually, I'm a fan of this pick, but I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go with the Florida State Seminoles. I really like their forwards, Terrence Mann and Phil Koffer They offensive, rebound the heck out of the ball. That's for sure. FSU, I'm. They're one of the tallest teams in the country. They are. They always are. They've, that coach loves length. They. That's. That's what they pride themselves on over there in, uh, over there at, at Florida State. I take them winning this game.
1: Yeah, moving on. The Ohio State Buckeyes playing the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I think that this could definitely be an upset. Um, I heard Jake told me that Dan Dockich picked Ohio State to win it all. Dan Dockage? That's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's disgusting, but that's besides the point. I think that San Diego State is very solid. 28 and 6. Nothing to really joke with. They always have those guys that put up major points. But I think Ohio State wins by three. By 65, oh, oh. 62. I think Ohio least, three? Yeah. I Only think three. this is gonna be a good game, but give me Ohio State. But very good game.
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree. I think this will be a good game. Maybe not as close as three points, but this Ohio State team, Kata Bates Diop and Jay Sean Tate. Very strong players that know how to play the game, know how to push the ball up the court. And first year coach Chris Holtman has done a nice job for Absolutely. the Buckeyes. Yeah. We have that five seed moving on. Yeah.
1: Moving on to the four versus 13. UNC Green versus Gonzaga. Um, I know nothing about UNC Green, to be honest. Uh, Gonzaga, 30 and four, back at it once again. They do it every year, guys. Um, nothing really new here. So gimme the Zags. Um easy. Very, very easy. I think the Zags are very underrated. I think they can make a nice little run. Don't know much about the Zags. I, as they aren't what they used to. they weren't like they don't have Zach Collins anymore as he's in the NBA. So yeah, give me the Zags just straight up though.
0: I really like Gonzaga this offense. They're so incredibly patient with the ball. They they get after it on the offensive end. They're in in the top tier of the NCAA in points per game, rebounds per game, and field goal percentage. They're so consistent. Depth is a bit of a concern for this Gonzaga team. But, like you said, 4 versus 13 in this matchup here. We both like Gonzaga coming out big. Easy, easy, easy.
1: Moving on. Houston versus San Diego State. This is a very, very lanky and large team that San Diego State has. Um... They recently just won their uh, Mountain West Conference Championship. And I think they are not a team to mess with, as Houston isn't either. Houston is 26-7. Uh, and 7. Rob Gray, one of the best scorers in the country, uh, the, the Cougars have. And I think that Houston, I watched a lot of Houston basketball this weekend in the AAC tournament, and they have a lot of holes and a lot of weaknesses that they get exploited. They're not very big. They're very athletic and they don't really they defend oh pretty well, but their main game is scoring. So, and San Diego State's long and nasty and good de- defense, the de- good defensively. Give me the Aztecs as uh,
0: San Diego State moves on. Yeah, I really like San Diego State in this game. Houston, you know they're not a real well known program, but they've certainly put together a nice season, a couple quality wins against Wichita State, a big win against Arkansas. Uh, they won one out of three games against Cincinnati. All quality wins against tournament teams, but San Diego State, there's something about this team with their size that I like them winning against Houston. Houston, a bit undersized, and this this uh, matchup with size... Will really be the deciding factor. I'm gonna go with San Diego State. Mm, good pick, good
1: pick, good pick. Moving on to the greatest matchup ever: Michigan versus Montana. I don't know why I said that. I don't. It's not. It's it's an average three versus fourteen. But Michigan moving on. A lot of analysts say that Michigan can go to the Final Four. I agree. Not being a homer or anything, but I think Michigan could definitely go to the Final Four. They have a lot of talent: Jordan Poole, Duncan Robinson. You can go on and on. Xavier. Um, Simpson. Simpson has been lights out, very, and I haven't even got to their best player yet, Mo Wagner and Muhammad Ali Abdul Rockman. I mean, and John Beeline. Um, One has, of the more underrated coaches in the whole, in all league, basketball, all of basketball. Very clean, not paying guys, um, doing things the right way and winning. You know, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys get all the talent in the world, but they don't do anything with it. John Beeline makes the most out of his. Talent, and I think he's a tremendous coach. Give me Michigan, enormous. I'm going
0: to say like 20, 20 to 30. No problem. Wow, that, that that's bold, Alex. Yeah. You you pretty much summed it up for the Wolverines. Great team. A lot of people are picking them to go far. You You all know that Alex and I love the boys from Ann Arbor. Big fans. But you know what? This Montana team, they crash the offensive glass. They steal the ball in a crazy capacity, but Michigan just too much, Yeah, too much to handle. I think that Michigan is going to go far on the tourney, as
1: many do, as many also do. Next up, 7 versus 10, Texas A&M versus Providence. Honestly, this is a neck-and-neck neck team, both squads, Texas A&M 20 and 12, Providence 21 and 13, both in respected conferences. Didn't really do so well, though, in uh, either one. But I think that this is a very even matchup, however. I think Providence is going to pause the W, and I think it's going to be a gritty game. I think this is going to be a buzzer-beater game. I'm calling it right now. Providence is going to hit a game-winning shot.
0: I, I really like Providence in this game. Ed Cooley is such an amazing coach. He always gets the most out of his players, and they have very quality wins, more than quality wins. A win over Villanova, two against Xavier, close games all around the board against other uh, high-respected teams like Seton Hall, Houston, Rhode Island. I have Providence in this game. I'm a big fan of the Friars. Ed Cooley, amazing job with this team. And you never know what to expect of these 7-10 matchups. Providence coming out on top for me. Very interesting. And last team
1: in this Western region, last matchup. UNC versus Lipscomb. I heard this was Lipscomb's first NCAA appearance. Good for them. Uh, the boys from Nashville representing. But I, gotta, I think UNC is getting torching hot at the right time. Joel Berry, Luke May, Theo Pinson, Roy Williams. They all know what they're doing down there in Chapel Hill. They just won last year. I think the momentum is going to keep rolling. I think UNC is going to go far in this tourney if they uh, end up beating Michigan which they might not, but if they
0: do, I think they're going to go really far. So watch out for the Tar Heels. The Tar Heels, the defending champs, there's no way they lose to Lipscomb. I don't even know how they could possibly lose. I really like the momentum that the Tar Heels have been building up coming into this tournament. They will move on. Yeah.
1: So that's it for the uh, south and west regions. Moving on to the eastern region with the one seed Villanova taking on LIU-Brooklyn or Radford? Uh, LIU-Brooklyn and Radford will have to play in to even face Villanova. But when either team does, they'll get obliterated because Villanova, Jalen Brunson, and uh, Jay Wright are going to destroy them. And I think Villanova is the real deal. I really do. Watch out for Villanova. They're back. They were in the, you know, what, did they go to the finals last year? I don't think they did. Not the finals. But I think they can do that easily this year.
0: Yeah, Villanova—they are for real. It always seems like we're talking about Villanova Very around this time of year. Very consistent national squad. championship a couple of years ago. Jalen Brunson, not only the Big East Player of the Year, he could be the Wooden Ward player. Exactly, he is so good. Jalen Brunson, a name, a household name. You want to know who he is? And Villanova, man, huge wins all across the board. A thirty and four record. Wins against Xavier, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Providence, Butler, Villanova, a great team. Look for them to make a deep run. Yeah, absolutely.
1: They're very consistent, and as well as you said, you keep hearing their name, and that's a good thing if you're Villanova. Very consistent, very smooth. Moving on to the, a very, very close 8 versus 9 seed. 8 seed, Virginia Tech, 9, Alabama. Colin Sexton and Avery Johnson from Tuscaloosa. I think they're going to pull it out. I think Colin Sexton has to put up like 30 points a game, which he's very
0: capable of doing. Very, very talented freshman. Give me the Todd. You, you have Alabama in this one. I actually have Virginia Tech. The Hokies, a very balanced team. Lots of players that get lots of minutes. They have six players averaging 24 to 31 minutes. And those players are solid on both ends of the court offensively and defensively they can, they can uh, exploit teams from inside and outside beyond the arc I have Virginia Tech I really like what I've seen uh, coming down the stretch from this Hokies team and they will beat Alabama
1: mm, mm. a little disagreement I, I feel it uh, moving on to 5 versus 12 some say this could be an upset as well West Virginia versus Murray State. Uh, Press Virginia, as some say. Bob Huggins and company. Um, very, very tight defense. I don't think Murray State will be able to sustain the pressure that the Mountaineers are going to throw on them. Give me
0: the Mountaineers as senior guard Javon Carter uh, leads the way. Yeah, Javon Carter. You know, honestly, I feel like I've been watching this guy for like nine years. Is yeah. he like a triple redshirt senior... I don't even know. The man looks like he's 45 he's years bald. old.
1: I mean, he has just been around since 1926.
0: I don't even know. Javon, it's, been, it's been a while. It, it, it's been a hot second for Javon Carter, but you know what? He's playing right now for the Mountaineers, a Press Virginia team that gets after it. They swarm their opponents, and they will be strong in this matchup against Murray State. Murray State a threat always, but I'm not. I'm not really feeling them in this twelve five matchup. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna we're both
1: going with uh, the Mountaineers in this matchup. But moving on, Wichita State versus Marshall. Marshall, this isn't a uh, usual Wichita State squad that we have here. This is not a very good defensive team. This is a, pretty much an all offensive team, which uh, Greg Marshall doesn't have in the past. Teams he hasn't had in the past. Marshall, I don't. No, I don't think they're gonna. Solid. They're a solid squad, but I think Wichita State's too much to handle. Nate Sh- or Landry Shamit, uh, the point guard for the Shockers, is gonna lead this squad to victory. Give me the Shockers in this uh round of sixty-four
0: matchup. Yeah, Wichita State has really gained some respect from teams across the country and and uh the bracket, the bracket committee here. You see, they're a four seed. In years past, in when they were in their previous conference, they would be. Anywhere from a 7 to a 10 seed, but now with a 25-7 and seven record in their new conference, Wichita State is a strong 4 seed. They will beat Marshall. It has the potential to be a close game. Marshall always, they have the possibility to stick around, but we both have Wichita State in a, in a pretty good game for them. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Moving on to the next game, Florida will have to play the winner of St. Bonaventure and UCLA. And I'm going to pick UCLA to win the uh, St. Bonaventure game. And why am I saying this? Because I think UCLA is going to beat Florida as well. They're going to have to play two games for the price of one. I think UCLA, led by our uh, guard Aaron Holiday, is a nasty team. Very underrated, low-key team with very quali- good quality wins, such as wins over Arizona and wins versus Kentucky as well. So watch out for the Bruins as um, you know, as they... They go into March. I think they're going to be motivated. They have something to prove. Thomas Welsh is also going to battle. Give me the Bruins in two games.
0: I have UCLA beating St. Bonaventure as well, but I see their run ending against the Florida Gators. Florida, this is a team that they had a 20-12 and 12 record, but this easily could have been a 24-8 and eight record. When you look at it, very close games, losses against Duke, Tennessee, Clemson, all less than five points, uh, those games were decided by. And you know what? Florida, they come to play on a nightly basis. They take care of the basketball. Ball security is job security for this Florida Gators team. They shoot the deep ball extremely well. And here we go, Gators. I like them in this game.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, that's a very intriguing matchup. But this matchup is a Lone Star State matchup, Texas Tech. Versus Stephen F. Austin, um, this is a lot of a lot of people are putting their money on this to be an upset. Uh, Texas Tech battling injuries throughout the entire season, and uh, Stephen F. Austin is really good at twenty eight and six, but I think the Red Raiders are too much to handle with um, guard uh, Evans averaging seventeen a game. I think that um, Texas Tech is just too much to handle, even though I think it'll be a high-scoring 90-point game. But give me the Red Raiders.
0: Yeah, I also like the Red Raiders. Texas Tech, a great ball team. Texas Tech, they know how to get the job done. Like you said, Keenan Evans, is a he's a weapon. This is Auburn, Tennessee, and
1: North Carolina. but um, I'm sorry, not North Carolina, but they did beat Texas A&M. Um, Butler, you know, struggled a little bit. They did beat Villanova.
0: Um, Once out of three times, though.
1: They did, but that's still a quality win. But I think Butler's struggling a little bit. Um, Arkansas is too athletic for them. I think it'll be too much to handle. Arkansas, I say Arkansas by 10.
0: Hmm. This is a really tough game for me. Butler, with the tournament experience, I really like that. That is making me lean towards Butler winning this game, but at the same time, Arkansas, Jalen Barford and Daryl Macon combining for you know, you can count on them for nearly thirty-five points a night combined. That's a nice dynamic duo that the Razorbacks have, and I'm gonna go with the seventh seed in this game. I, I can only agree with you on that one. Finishing things off in the eastern region,
1: Purdue versus Cal State Fullerton. Uh Cal State Fullerton being a 15 seed and uh, 20 and 11, and Purdue being 28 and 6 with their uh, last loss against uh, Michigan Wolverines in the Big Ten Tournament Championship. Um, Purdue, very solid this year. Isaac Haas, uh, Carson, Carson Edwards, Edwards, Vincent Edwards, oh Dakota Mathias. They're very solid all around. Uh, Matt Painter is a great coach. Um, watch out for this squad as they. Can definitely make some moves in uh, March they're very talented very senior led uh, watch out for them I think uh, they got some
0: high expectations and I think they're gonna live up to them I got boilermakers the yeah the Purdue Boilermakers historically they're not a very good tournament team Not at all not not one bit but I like this Purdue squad here Carson Edwards averaging 18 and a half per game Isaac Haas, just an he's an animal down low. Yeah. You can always count on him for big games. And they're all across the board, this Purdue team is solid. There's not really one weak spot of this team. And honestly, I might have them going to the Final Four. It'll be tough against Villanova when you get down to it. But Purdue, definitely a team that you don't want to sleep on. They can make some noise. Absolutely. I can only agree with that. This is the uh,
1: last bracket, the Midwest bracket. Starting things off with the Kansas Jayhawks, the one seed, playing the Penn Quakers, the 16 seed. I thought Penn might have got the short end of the stick a little bit. 24-8 um, and eight, Ivy League champs. I think they're, I've watched them um, a few times on TV. I think they're a little better. Uh, not much, I don't think, I'm not saying they should be like a 10 or an 8 seed. But I think maybe a little higher than a 16 as they get a horrible draw against Kansas, that's a tough game. That'll be a quick exit. Kansas, Devontae Graham, uh, senior-led. Um, I think Kansas is uh, a very, very good team. Nothing to mess around with. Bill Self does it year after year. He's back, and uh, Kansas is going to get this dub. Kansas is going to go far. Mark my words. I got the Jayhawks big first game.
0: This Jayhawks team, Devontae Graham, he has a strap. He's always in his bag, folks. Devontae Graham, he pulls from 30 feet, and he just drains it. That's what he does. He makes acrobatic layups when he drives to the paint. I love Devontae Graham. I love the Kansas Jayhawks, a team that nobody wants to face in March. But Penn, if there's a 16 seed that has a chance, just a chance, even the smallest of chances, it would be Penn just because they're ability to chase teams off the three-point line their defense is at the top of the charts of that aspect of defense but kansas jayhawks <laughs> too much you, you already know they're too much to handle and kansas will come out on top
1: yeah um i can only agree with you on uh, that one as well kansas is going to be victorious and i think they're going to go far in uh this tournament Moving on to a very, very neck-and-neck matchup, 8-9. and nine. Seton Hall versus NC State. Um, NC State uh, with some quality wins this year um, over North Carolina. Uh, they beat Duke by 11. They beat Clemson. They beat Arizona. Wow. So they got some nice wins on the resume with some nice talent to go along with it. But Seton Hall has some very senior-led um. Experience with uh, the big center Inhel Delgado, um I think that Teton Hall will give him a run for their money, but I'm leaning towards NC State in this one.
0: I really like the Wolfpack team. They, they've had like you mentioned some very impressive yeah. wins over they, the course of this season. You think they'd be a little higher seated wise with those wins? Exactly, and this this Wolfpack team, they really know how to push the ball in up tempo style of offense, and senior-led, like you said, with their with their senior guard, Freeman, and on Seton Hull, for them, the Pirates, they've lost six of their last ten games. That, that's not good. I don't, I don't like that. Much. We both have NC State coming out in this one, and definitely look for them to make some noise in a possible one-versus-nine matchup. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure, uh, playing Kansas, possibly. Next up... Clemson versus a very, very interesting New Mexico State squad. Um, 28-5, the Aggies. I think they might have gotten the short end of the stick, like I said earlier, um, with Penn. But I think New Mexico State plays ferocious defense, and they they press you hard. And they have an outstanding scorer in Zach Lofton, averaging about 20 points a game. So watch out for them. I'm going to pick New Mexico State. To upset the Clemson Tigers, I think Clemson's. You know they've lost a few um, going into March, so I think they're on the the downside. They're twenty three and nine. Give me the Aggies as they uh, upset the Clemson Tigers.
0: Yeah, I really like this Aggies team. When it when it comes down to it here, Clemson they lost their senior forward, an absolute star, when he tore his ACL in January. That was a big loss, Dante Grantham for this Tigers team and their team has never really been the same ever since that injury and like you said Zach Lofton a natural born scorer he knows how to put the ball in the basket and Jamario Jones all he does is get double doubles absolutely that's what he that's what the man does a nice 12 over 5 upset here if you're looking for one of those in your bracket we both have New Mexico State absolutely um we got more
1: intriguing matchups up ahead. Auburn versus Charleston. A southern matchup we got here. 26 and 7 uh versus 25 and 7. Those those teams' records are. Um hmm. Charleston has no obviously they have no really good quality wins that would raise your eyebrows. Auburn, obviously being one of the best teams in the SEC, going downhill though at the end of the year. They did lose one of their best players. Um They've lost three of their last four games. Not a good... See, whenever that happens in March, that's not a good sign that your team's going downhill. I don't like that, but I still think Auburn will do enough. Bruce Pearl, as good of a coach he might be, I think they're they're going to get by um, in this matchup, but I think they're going to get knocked out the next matchup. So, give me the Tigers, but they won't stick around for long.
0: Yeah, Auburn will win this game, but they'll have a quick exit following this win against Charleston. Charleston, they have a couple... Nice scores with uh, Grant Riller, Joe Chaley, but just Auburn with the SEC. Charleston does not have enough size; they will get put on a poster.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. And coming uh, coming up, TCU versus Arizona, the winner of Arizona State, Syracuse. Jake, I know you said, is this is this true? You have the winner of Arizona State versus Syracuse beating TCU. Is that is that?
0: Absolutely, I, I have yet to figure out who will win this Arizona State Syracuse matchup, but regardless of that outcome, I have the winner taking down TCU. I'm not really sure TCU is deserving of a six seed. They got off to a nice start, but they slowed down for sure. Oh, for sure. No, they've been on a they've been on a decline uh, since the since the midway point of the season. Uh, One of the tougher tougher schedules in the country for TCU, but I, I really like this 11-seed uh, matchup for the playing game. Yeah, absolutely. I am the winner of that.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say that uh, Arizona State is going to win against Syracuse, and I'm going to say they beat TCU. I think Bobby Hurley has done a tremendous job up there in uh, Tempe, and I think even though they uh, early in the year they showed a lot of glimpses of talent beating a lot of good teams and being ranked, like, number three, so... I think they're going to go back to that. I really do. I think they're going to be motivated. Moving on to a very intriguing game for all you Sparty fans out there: MSU versus Bucknell. Shout out John Angelari as uh he is a oh Bucknell. what up Johnny? He's a Bucknell um, student right now. So uh, John, we're holding it down for you, big fella. So yeah, um, I think Bucknell is very underrated. They uh they've been on SportsCenter a couple times for their dunks and their buzzer beaters. So they're nothing to play with. Um, as they are a very big and talented team. I think Bucknell will give Michigan State a run for their money, but I think they will come up short. Give me the Spartans.
0: Yeah, Michigan State, a lot of people consistently pick Sparty to take it far into the tournament and to possibly win. Miles Bridges is a force. Jaron Jackson Jr., one of the top prospects in this upcoming draft. Michigan State coming out on top.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, getting down to the end here, Rhode Island versus Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is a new team and I think Trey Young is uh he's been fantastic outside of the conference. So gimme Oklahoma big as uh, and I think they're gonna make some moves in the tourney. A lot of people didn't think they'd belong, but uh Trey Young's a new a new season is born for the, the Sooners. So gimme the Oklahoma Sooners
0: big. I I really don't like Oklahoma. I'm I'm happy that they made it for Trey Young's sake. I I'm excited to see what he can do on this big of a stage. But Rhode Island, they're a surprise team for two reasons, and I'll tell you them right here. Experience and basketball IQ, that's what everybody's raving about with this Danny Hurley-led team. They have four talented seniors. They all score the ball. And this team, they don't turn the ball over, and they're top ten at forcing opposing teams to turn the ball over. 100%. That's big. That's big. That's critical. Rhode Island Ooh. over Oklahoma. Ooh.
1: Interesting, interesting. A uh, little dis- little disagreement here. Moving on to our last round of 64 game. Duke versus Iona. Duke's going to go really far with Marvin Bagley um, and company. I think that Duke's going to go really far. Grayson Allen, senior led, Coach K. Give me Duke.
0: Enormous victory as I think Duke can go really far. Duke is so good. Year after year, I have Duke going far in my brackets. I love this Blue Devils team. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Marvin Bagley III is an incredible Are athlete, right. an incredible basketball player. Grayson Allen, he's a natural-born leader. Other, other There's just so many. Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. is so good. Marquise Bolden is just massive down low. Duke big time win over Iona, and that concludes our round of sixty four predictions analysis yeah yeah,
1: and uh we're not done. We'll be back in uh a few days to uh recap some more rounds and uh give you our predictions thoughts analytics and anal- you know our our inside our power five inside scoop and uh features that Uh, We'll bring to you guys. Thanks again for listening. Till next time, people. Peace.